and welcome back to the blunt and the maze. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! How are we feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. I went to the gym today. So did um, I. I had not been to the gym in over a week. So yes, I was just like dying to get in there. Um, but yeah, it feels good. What do you have any resolutions? And if so, what are they? Well, um, my resolution would be that I be self-disciplined in all the things that I do this year. Like, because when I have self-discipline, I'm usually better at what it is that I'm doing. And so I would like to see me apply that in every area of my life. So that way I can be the best be me I can be. The best version of you. Which is super awesome. I like that. I like that. That's a really good goal. Just working towards being a better version of yourself every single day. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's attainable. It is. I mean, we can all improve every single day as long as we have self-awareness um, and we have those honest conversations with ourselves and then the discipline. Mm -hmm. Corporate. Um, we definitely can be better people every single day of our lives. That's a really good resolution. And yours, my dear? You know, I'm not really a resolution kind of girl. Um, cause I guess I'm not one that makes excuses. Like I have to wait until the beginning of the year to like start something, you know, or I'm also not someone that, oh, I gotta wait until Monday to start it. And I was really thinking like yesterday, I'm like, should I, like, what is there that I can, I mean, there's always room for improvement like you, like I, you know, try to be a better version of myself every single day. It doesn't always work out, but at least I have the self-awareness and I'm honest enough with myself to know that, hey, you know, today didn't work out for you, but here are some things that you can improve on or, um, so I, Although I would love to have some type of like resolution, I don't yet. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be able to um, come up with something. I've just been like, I guess, preoccupied. Like I just moved across country and that's why I didn't go to the gym for seven days. <laughs> um, you know what? That made me just think of a resolution. So my resolution this year is to um buy some land and start on my little self-sufficient uh farm whatever I want to call it commune kind of thing because that's something that I've wanted to do since I was like in my 20s so I this is the year that it's on my vision board I just that's it that's what I need to focus I love it yeah get away the government as much as possible um you know like have a garden start to like become really efficient focus on everything non-processed as much as possible um and really just also like getting away from big corporate marxist nazi communist companies 
and try and focus as much as possible as supporting like um, small businesses, patriot, freedom loving businesses, and and being like just holistically healthier and happier in every aspect of my life. Which is why we joined my freedom card. That's right. <laughs> Actually, that this is a great resolution for people. So if you guys didn't know, both Jana and I, super awesome. I don't know why I called you <laughs> your actual name. <laughs> super awesome. <laughs> super awesome and I are now um what are we what are we ambassadors for my freedom spokespersons. There you go. Spokespersons for my freedom cart. And this is a great resolution. If you are someone who is like-minded like us and you want to get away as much as possible from supporting like Walmart, Amazon, all of the companies that do not support us and also um, invest in a company that is like-minded but also has healthy, toxin-free products, um, check out My Freedom Cart and we will add our links to it as well um, in the show notes and then whenever we do the post on this too. But um, it's similar to, see, even my computer agrees, guys. I know that you can't Ooh. see this if you're listening, but uh, it always does the animation whenever I'm making gestures. So we got the thumbs up and we got the fireworks, which means that, um, so this is a, a company that um, it's similar to Amazon. You go and you can do all of your household shopping. So I don't know the kind of stuff that you've gotten, but I've gotten like protein bars. I get my pre-workout from them. I get my collagen powder that I take every day. Um, shampoo, uh, toothpaste for my kids. There's laundry detergent. There's cleaning. And all of this stuff is healthy, toxin-free. Um, and it's really good stuff, quality products. And again, these are, it's, you get your monthly delivery um, every month. And so you can set it up just like you set up Amazon and have the convenience of it, save some money, and also support like-minded businesses. What have you gotten out of yours? Oh, I, I've gotten the laundry detergent. I've gotten a uh, fabric softener, um, the toothpaste. I love it. Um my sister, uh, I ordered her shampoo and uh, conditioner. Uh, she absolutely uh, enjoyed it thoroughly as well. So uh, it's not only are you supporting a uh, small business that's American-made, American-based, uh, uh, you're actually getting good products that you enjoy. So it's not like money wasted and you're, you know, just kind of doing this out of charity. Like, you're doing this because it's better for you. It helps you. And at the same time, you're being satisfied uh, with what they're, you know, the products that they're uh, putting out there. So uh, it's definitely a switch worth uh, making and at least uh, being willing to put it out there and try it out. Especially yeah. right now because they're running a promotion of $1 for a membership for the whole entire year. So, I mean, why not? Yes. So that's what I was going to say. I'm glad that you brought that up too. Um, so yes, we will put the link again and you guys go check it out. Absolutely. Uh, oh, and I wanted to say we say American made, but if you live in Canada, because I know we have a lot of 
followers that also live in Canada, um, you can get it in Canada too. What? I didn't know that. So I learned something new myself. There you go. Can't forget our Canadian brothers and sisters. Absolutely not. Especially because, you know, one of my favorite ones, my favorite Canadians, I'm going to go see in March. Oh, yes. That's true. <laughs> I was Canadian. Yes. Uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson. I can't wait. That's exciting. Jealous. Okay. So we started Epstein. We started the discussion last week. Um I talked a little bit about his background, about some of his early life, the predatory behavior that was already um, very, very prevalent with someone as sick as him. Um, I think we got a good conversation all the way through. Basically, guys, this is my theory, and this is what, you know, legacy media doesn't want to talk about, but all of the indicators are there they're supporting evidence there that Epstein was pretty much yeah he's a sicko but he was someone who was I think hired by um the Israeli government to be a spy to pretty much get blackmail on all of the people um anybody of importance anyone in power political leaders um not just political leaders, though. It could be exclusive to anyone who has any kind of influence in life. Because if you have blackmail on someone to the degree where it is videos involving minor children and sexual acts, you pretty much own that person. Own them. Absolutely. So it would make sense with if you look at his experience um, from a logical standpoint the amount of money that he was supposedly worth the money that he was obvious that he obviously had because he was buying you know islands he had a beautiful townhouse in um, New York he had uh, a place in Palm Beach so with if you put that together his connections with um, the Israeli government and then um, the fact that he ran in these circles with, like, the elite of the elite. And he pretty much knew everybody. He, like, um, was able to get away with so much for so long. That's another big indicator. Like, he got out of so much trouble um, for the for the big part of the majority uh the beginning part of his life i mean and we can talk a little bit about the 2005 charge but even that was something that he was able to get out of even though there that was serious allegations from multiple underage girls of um indecent behavior with them so it makes sense this is what i firmly believe i believe he was an insider i believe he has um blackmail on all of these people i believe his his whole setup was specifically to do that like that was his job that's how he made all of his money again this is what i firmly believe i don't have 100 <laughs> percent evidence to say but I'm not the only person out there that has put the dots together on this one. Um, 
and we're going to talk a little bit about the evidence around the surveillance that some multiple people have spoken out about and have witnessed and then um more about oh i want to talk about his death today too because there's a lot of um inconsistency around that and do you do you think epstein do you think he killed himself or do you think he's dead because there's some people that argue that they think that he's not even dead i mean if he's not dead like that would be the biggest scandal and government history like ever i mean that's pretty bold uh, especially because you know if everybody says that he's dead and like the, like this has been confirmed but yet he's not like there's a lot of dirty hands in the pot yeah i i believe that he is dead i don't believe that he killed himself but i do believe that he is dead it's too coincidental uh like that like all of these you know all of these inconsistencies around his death like 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 the cameras aren't working i mean everything fails everything uh, on that day at that particular time like so was he informed that this was going to happen and they were giving him an opportunity to kill himself or did they actually not give him that you know because he had so uh so much evidence on so many different people so i mean there's just i mean I think yeah. that's more. I I think it's more likely that somebody else killed him because of the fact that of what he did. Uh, uh, he 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 had so much on so many different people. Like, why would he kill himself? Like, it's not like he like felt bad about what he had done. I mean, his whole life had been around harming people. So I mean, this is just me logically thinking. Like, why all of a sudden I'm gonna have like. Oh, I feel so bad that I did all this bad stuff. Now I'm gonna kill myself. That right. doesn't even make sense. That, but that, that I mean, it makes absolutely no sense because it's not like you know he hadn't done this to repeated like people, like, and it wasn't even like he he felt bad when he went to, to you know got that charge and got off. I mean, 2005 charge, right? Yeah. Like, so feel bad about that either. Yeah, he right. Never- the narcissistic personality was prevalent up until like um I think he met with his the um the psychiatrist or psych the prison psychologist like just like days before um the the supposed the alleged suicide and he was still adamant that he was going to beat the charges and I think you're right in the sense that he owned everybody he owned the most powerful people he owned the puppet masters um these people that were pulling the strings and are still pulling the strings i believe to this day he owned them i firmly believe he owned them with all of the evidence that he had all of the blackmail that he had so it's like why would he kill himself why would he because he again he expressed the fact that he said he was going to fight it and he was in good spirits, and he thought that he would get out of this. So why would he kill himself? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Um, and it again, I- that common core math right there for you. 
I don't believe he killed himself. Like I said, uh, I do believe he is dead, though. There are people that um, are firm believers that he is not dead. In fact, yesterday when I was scrolling through IG, there was a picture of um, him, his body, supposedly, I don't know if it was like uh, being uh, taken out of the prison or like the morgue or whatever, um, but like an autopsy picture almost like a profile picture though and then there was like a profile picture of him alive and they were showing like the nose so people think the people that are like in the camp of he's still alive were basically made this you know meme thing it's a side by side of two uh pictures of him when he's alive versus two pictures of what his alleged body was uh and it's it's pointing out the differences in the nose. Now, again, I'm, I'm, I am a conspiracy realist in the, in the sense of everything involving Epstein, but I don't, I don't, can't, I can't, I can't jump on that wagon that I, I think it, he, it got to a point where he was too much of a liability for the people that he was probably working for or working with um, or people that he had blackmail on. Um, and we're talking about some of the most powerful people in this world that could get anything done if they wanted to. So to off somebody in a jail cell and then combine that with like everything. And we're going to talk about the details around what happened that night. Um, and then the autopsy and I, I think that he became too much of a liability and they, they, they unalived him. So. I mean, that's just the most practical thing that could happen. I mean, just like, I mean, any other way doesn't make sense. No, the only thing though, that makes me pause is Galena is still alive. So I'm playing. She's alive because of who she is. Do you think? Yeah. Yes. Uh, absolutely. You think because absolutely. her you think that that's why I mean she her, I, I mean I mean she was you know the ring you know like she gathered all those girls you know what I mean she's used like used to keeping her mouth shut like you don't right. think it Ruthless. he was very careless. Yeah. So they I, were just two different personalities. And I think that because of who she is and who her father was, really holds some power. Uh, and like she's probably just chilling up in the uh, in, in the jail cell. I mean, like how many years did she get? She, I mean, not that many. I mean, for for the devastation that she caused. I mean, I I think that life in prison is you know the only acceptable, but you know. Yeah. That's I, me. I think that you are probably right in the sense she got 20 years in prison. And that was... That's nothing. That That's was... Nothing. Because, I mean... 21. In December of 2021. I mean, I think in Florida you have to pretty much spend all the time there. So, I mean, that's good, but... To the southern states where you only have to, you know, do 10 years... Oh, you're, you're available for parole after 10 years of the 20 or the 50, you know, 15, whatever. But yeah, nevertheless, 20 years well, for all that. That's it. 
I think that you are right in the sense that she, her personality, she wasn't as arrogant and outspoken. And although she's probably a narcissist, just like Epstein, I don't think that, um, I don't think she would break as easy as Epstein would. I don't think that she would cave. And I think she is a lot more ruthless. I think people probably don't, um, initially perceive her like that because she's a woman and there's like an inherent bias whenever you uh look at women and think oh you know they're criminals but because we're naturally supposed to be nurturing and mm -hmm. uh, they're supposed to be like a softer side i don't think she has any of that capacity i don't think that she um has any of those characteristics and i think you're right i think she is she was less of a liability and it could be because of who her father was and his connections to um you know the israeli intelligence and you know they didn't want to off her plus she hasn't she hasn't talked she hasn't caved she hasn't given up anybody you know like she went through her. Oh, well, she can't. Oh, I mean, she can't. Not if she wants to ever get out of there. Yeah, but I'm saying she without being dead too. That you know? too. <laughs> like you know, and I would think that if she were going to talk, she would have already done it. In a, I think that she would have already said right. something. Had opportunity, she could have like saved herself in some aspect, and she didn't. So. Um, so let's talk a little bit about his, his criminal case. The, the first time that he was really actually like investigated and arrested for, um, for these crimes against, uh, kids was in 2005 and this was in Palm Beach. Um, he was, he was basically, well, actually Ghislaine was, procuring girls underage girls to come and give him massages at his um palm beach estate um whenever they would get these underage girls they would pay them you know um lots of money like i mean lots of money in their eyes because these are troubled teens you know like 300 dollars to come and massage epstein and then they would get the girls to bring their friends. So that's how it worked. And Ghislaine was managing all of this. She was pretty much the um, his assistant, I guess, if you want to call her that. But she was the one that was doing all the procurement, um, all of the recruiting. And the youngest, I believe, was like 14 in this instance. The, the sad thing in this situation was i mean he was clearly performing there were sexual acts being performed um going both ways and he was paying them for these acts the sad thing about this was is that whenever they finally did go to trial on this the um the defense epstein's defense tried to convince the jury that these girls were prostitutes that they were hookers whores whatever you want to call them and we're talking about you know girls 14 15 16 years old um so this shows you like the callousness of him like he he didn't care that they were painting these girls as prostitutes 
children cannot make that decision, even if they were, you know, kids that were coming from a troubled background that were more susceptible to um, sexual assault and um, sexual violence. Um, or so they would do whatever just to get the money because they were coming from, you know, homes where they didn't have anything. Um, it was just, it was a sad situation. But what caused a big stink outside of that, like it was a frustrating that, you know, they obviously painted these girls like that. Here's where there was a lot of controversy around um, this specific charge and Epstein pretty much getting out of it <laughs> virtually like scot-free because we're talking about... Um, this is assault, sexual assault, uh, multiple charges on multiple girls. And he got what they call an NPA, which is a non-prosecution agreement. Now, you've heard, I mean, you've heard about this in the news, I'm sure, because people bring this up a lot um, when they're talking about Epstein. So... um it was Alex Acosta, who was the attorney for the Southern District of Florida, um, and they agreed to a plea deal for Epstein in this um, situation, and they call it a sweetheart deal. So that alone, because they had evidence, they had multiple girls' testimony, um, they had uh, plenty of information to be able to actually convict him on this, and the fact that he got a sweetheart deal, this alone made a lot of people like, why is he getting this treatment? Why, I mean, why, why would somebody get this kind of treatment? What do you think, where do you think this is coming from? Any, any thoughts on it? I mean, have you read anything about like the... Well, I think it, the favoritism comes from Maxwell. Like, I, I think that they were able to, you know, shake enough hands and make enough deals to kind of, you know, make it go away. I mean, there, I mean, otherwise, be, she was keeping tabs on what was going on, even though she was doing it for him. In the process, I think that she was getting I other people involved. I don't think it had a lot to do with Ma Maxwell at this point. I mean, I guess you don't. I mean, no. she's. I mean, I think that. I mean, he's a monster, but so is she because she's actually. Uh, she even though um, there is evidence that from the beginning, and this is where this is also is supporting evidence as to um, why. I firmly believe that he was doing this for years and he was, um, and we, there is a ledger out there. Um, there is evidence from the beginning that Ghislaine was taking, and this is why I think there is a ledger out there. People are all like, you know, where's the client list? Where's the client list? They, 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 they get the flight logs and the client list commingled. And I don't think the flight logs tell us anything because for one the flight logs only show us um, people that have actually been on his plane the plane that he owned did not always go to just the island it went to multiple um, places 
Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't care about the flight logs. We've had access to those. We've had access to his his little black book for years now. I don't think that that is um, of any relevance to us. But I firmly believe there is a ledger out there because there is supporting evidence from his time where he lived at um, Les Wexner's estate. We talked about Les. Yes. Um, and whenever he lived at that estate, he uh, said that he was um, recruiting for Victoria's Secret because he lived on uh, Les Wexner's um, compounds. He had like a house behind him and he used the ruse of I'm recruiting for um, models for Victoria's Secret. And that's how he would lure women to that place to where he could assault them. And there is evidence that there's like appointment books or ledgers for everybody who went into that house. There's the same supporting evidence for his townhouse in New York and his house in Florida. Um, and then, and I am sure there is the same MO where they followed uh, on the island itself. And I think um, that is where the gold mine is because it was like, um, it was like appointments for him, you know? So he had like appointments with these women and I believe that there is actual, there is probably books upon books of people that he um, assaulted. I don't know how he would have like named them, but then anybody going in and out of his properties, um, because that's how anal and OCD they were like between Ghislaine and him on the way that they kept record of everything that happened in any of his um, properties. I firmly believe that there is hardcore evidence of all of the nastiness that went on um but i think going back to the the mpa he he they i think they tried to play it off as they gave him this deal because he was like part of intelligence and again here is the actual government supporting and saying that yes Epstein was, he belonged to intelligence and, um, you know, so there were higher ups and it could have been Maxwell's dad that, wait, when did Maxwell's dad die? Because this would have been in 2006. Let me see. Maxwell's dad died. But yeah, it could be higher ups basically saying, hey, he's part of intelligence. You leave him alone kind of thing. And, and that could have been, you know, people talking in their ear saying, hey, here's how. But obviously, your average person is not going to get this kind of deal with this kind of crime. Right. I mean, something had to have uh, convinced them to give him that sweetheart deal. And, and Maxwell's father was very prominent. I mean, yeah. he had to have had some, you know, insight. And some, uh, like, where he's able to convince some people of something. I'm trying to see when he... When he actually passed away. No, he had passed away years before. Um, but still, those same connections that her dad would have had would have been the same type of connections that Ghislaine would have had. 
like you, you, you know, like having a, a, a god father. Exactly. You know, like, like having, like, hey, will you make sure my daughter's okay? You know, kind of idea. I, I would imagine. Right. Like, especially I mean, when you have that much money and and that much prestige and power. You know, it just make that would make the most sense to me. Yeah. I, I would absolutely agree with you there. I would think that there would be some type of like um, respected relationship to where, you know, she was watched over, protected on some level just because of her association and who she was and who her dad was. So, um, but after after everything happened, he was sentenced to 18 months in prison. Um, most convicted sex offenders in Florida are sent to a state prison. Guess where Epstein was sent? He, he was housed in a private wing of the Palm Beach County Stockade. Again, there you go. More special treatment. Um, according to the sheriff's office, after three and a half months, he was allowed to lead the jail on work release for up to 12 hours a day, six days a week. Wow. Now, I, I don't know if that's how regular work release works, but I wouldn't think that it would be that lenient. And definitely not six days a week. No. Um, he was allowed to come and go outside of specified release hours. His cell door was left unlocked. He had access to the attorney room so he could watch TV. And that TV was specifically installed for him. Yeah. Um, the sheriff's office received $128,000 uh, donation from Epstein's nonprofit to pay for um, cost of extra services so the deputies got that money or maybe one deputy or one sheriff you know who knows um he served almost 13 months before he was released july 22nd 2009 and then he had a year of probation on house arrest until august of 2010 however while on probation, he was allowed numerous trips on his corporate jet to his residences in Manhattan and the U.S. Virgin Islands, and they deemed it um, trips for exercise. That's what it was labeled as. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that goes to show you, again, more supporting evidence that this man is not who he was, who's who you know, he was portray portraying himself to be. He was working in some deep, I firmly believe he was working in deep-rooted intelligence, and he had a lot more on people because he was getting away with murder. Um, and a lot of people had, you know, a big reaction to this deal in particular because it, i guess it was like probably like the first big public um example of whoa like who is really epstein what is he really doing who is he really working for just because of the amount of uh special treatment that he got 
that no one else in this situation had ever gotten. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, in between then and then his actual arrest for the, um, the, the second big stint in jail, um, there were a lot of, like, uh, civil cases, so lawsuits, um, and I'm bringing this up because, again, the names that are supposedly supposed to be released, people keep saying it's Epstein's clients. It's not. This is a lawsuit that was um, against Ghislaine. This is uh, Virginia. I don't know how you say her last name. I don't know if it's Jufree, um, G-I-U-F-F-R-E. Um, this is the lawsuit was settled. She won the lawsuit against Ghislaine, um, and it was settled in, I think, May of 2017. This is what is in the news right now. It is not necessarily Epstein. It is Ghislaine, but there is, uh, they're estimating over 150 names of associates that were named in this lawsuit. Um, it's the same one, again, that we saw a few months back where um they're basically just saying they're going to release the unredacted version of it um we know some of the names already some of the names are victims some of the names are like epstein's employees we know that his um his personal assistant was one of the names um bill clinton keeps coming up because his name is in these court documents his name, I believe they said, has been cited over 50 times in the court documents. We know that Bill Clinton was on the flight logs. We don't have confirmation that he was on flight logs, though, that went to the island. Um, they are showing, like, flight logs of, like, other um, locations, which, again... There are so many people that could be on his flight logs because it didn't just go to his island. So, again, these are just associates of his. And is it going to get released? I personally think so. I think we're probably going to get maybe a few different unredacted names, but I don't think... That Not the full list. I highly doubt that. No, I don't think that they're going to uh, give us like the full court documents of the um, of all of the unredacted names. And again, it's not the it's not the client list. We still are no closer to getting that client list, which I believe is out there from all of the supporting evidence of like the of the surveillance and all of that. And let's talk about that real quick because um, this is what is like mind boggling to me on um, when there are multiple people that have come out and talked about like the actual um, camera setup, the surveillance where, you know, people witnessed it and, and, I'm wondering where where are all these tapes? Who has the tapes? Somebody. I know. Where are they though? Like I I mean, I wanna know. Like there's so there's evidence that the island itself had um 
So Epstein had concealed cameras in pretty much all of his properties. There, I are... guarantee you, there's a safe path, like a safe room safe that is left. not even on the blueprints of the uh, of the ha of that island. I can guarantee you. Yeah, somebody knows where it is, and I mean that somebody's probably, you know, uh, not going to give anything up because of what it would, uh, you know, what 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 it would cause. Now, yeah. uh, may they use it in the future? I don't know. I mean, you know, like. That has to be the most protected. And I bet it's like on some cloud too. I bet it's like on some, like you can't, I'm sure that there are hard copies somewhere, but there's got to be a cloud of where all of this uh, video surveillance is. So Ghislaine herself was one of the people that told a friend that Epstein's private island has concealed cameras all over the place. Um, it was completely wired for video, and she even told a friend that for the purposes of blackmail, like, she specifically admitted that to a friend, saying that, you know, this was why. Um, when they raided his Palm Beach residency in 2006, whenever he had gotten those um, arrested for those initial charges there, there were two hidden cameras that were discovered in the home. And then also there was um, supporting evidence that his mansion in New York was wired extensively with video surveillance. Um, one of the um, one of the artists that worked for him, Maria Farmer, she's someone that we see in a lot of court documents we've heard from. Um, she worked for Epstein in 1996, and she noted that Epstein actually showed her a video room in his new york mansion so she saw this with her own eyes where individuals were being monitored through pinhole cameras so they didn't even know about it but the media room was accessed through a hidden door there you go um she stated that in the media room she saw like people in the house and this was not just in like the living room she said that places where the bathrooms the bedrooms all of those locations had cameras he was pretty much watching you do anything and everything if you were inside of his house that's a little creepy isn't it so i mean if she saw that firsthand and then you've got Ghislaine admitting that he had it on the island, which we know that he had it on the island because there are stories about um, uh, girls that said that, you know, like they would try and escape the island, but Epstein would take um, their passports from them. So even if they did, and they would have to swim off of Little St. James, they would have to swim off of this island. So they could like, you know, the chances of them actually escaping, but then they would um find them they he had video cameras everywhere so it was like they couldn't even if they did try and escape he could locate them immediately and none of them i don't think any of them actually ever escaped on the island they went and found them and drug them back into you know um them doing whatever they were doing um because again you know he was using them for his own sexual pleasure but he was lending them out to his friends for the purposes of 
blackmail. Again, all supporting evidence. Oh, and money, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how he made all his money. I mean, he was... I mean, this man was worth millions on millions. Um, But yeah, again, all supporting evidence that his island was a big honey trap. Um, So, with... With all of that, like, how do people not put, how do they not connect the dots? Where's, I need a blackboard to where I can do, like, a line between It doesn't matter. Even if you could do that, they won't recognize it because if they recognize it, then they themselves would have to do something about it. And, And I'm not talking about, like, just Epstein in particular. Like, a lot of issues sometimes, like... Like a lot of people just don't have the intestinal fortitude to handle yeah. the depravity. Like they can't, their minds can't handle it. So it's almost like it's a defense mechanism. It's like mm-hmm. certain mode. Absolutely. I mean, because I, it's really hard. It, like it's really hard to know things because when you know them, then then there's no yeah. excuse. Like there's no like. Yeah, and you have to do something about it. Right. Yeah, I've I've thought that um, because that's one like I have this conversation with Jess a lot, and she's the same way. Like we don't understand how people can't see this stuff, but then I also have you know thought that maybe it is just it's survival because they cannot they can't um, comfortably digest the the depravity of the reality of these situations. Well, I think it it, it it has a lot to do with, like, who they are as a person, too, because a lot of people will be like, uh, Jana, you are really strong. And I'm like, I've just been in a lot of tough situations. Like, yeah. that made me strong. And a lot of people avoid those types of situations. Like, mine just happened to me, you know? And some of them I created myself. Yeah, you know, but I think because I have a lot of self-awareness, like I, I realize how much I need help and how much I need to change that I can like see it, like see things for what they are uh, without running from it because I'm just, I'm built that way, I guess. But I mean, I don't think it's a good thing that you avoid uh, looking at a problem. Because I, I think it's like selfish. It's like, okay, well, why don't you think that you shouldn't have to deal with that? Like that's pretty selfish. You know what I mean? Like, especially when your help, uh, maybe their life depends on you helping. You know what I mean? I think that our childhood trauma really has molded um is a big part of why we can why we are so strong why we um are able to handle these situations because you know we had um we've experienced things that most people never experience and i think that that uh created um the intestinal fortitude that i feel like people like you and me have to be very awake on you know what is really going on in society that's just part of why i think we are who we are absolutely and maybe we'll dive uh deeper in this if uh, they actually do release uh 
the uh, client. I want to talk about his death real quick because it's interesting. And then, yeah, we can wrap it up. And we'll see. This week is whenever they're supposed to release the name. So if they do release the unredacted court docs on this, we'll definitely talk about it. Again, I'm going to reiterate, it's not the client list. But let's talk about his death real quick. Um, so lots of things leading up to it. Um, everybody that spoke to him, um, even the jail psycho I don't know if it was a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but whoever it was, the therapist that he was seeing, everybody uh, confirmed that he was in good spirits, that he was going to fight it, that um, he was not giving up on this. They said that he was on suicide watch, but then they took him off of suicide watch days before his alleged suicide. Um, so we talk about everything that went wrong in the jail that that day. They have a policy that they're supposed to have a roommate. Epstein didn't have one. And this is a policy that the jail is supposed to have. Um, they also um, were very strict about, you know, what they could have in their cell. Um, you look at the autopsy or the evidence photos in his, everything that he wasn't supposed to have in his cell, he had, he had extra blankets. He had his CPAP machine in there, and you can clearly see the electrical cord. In the C from the CPAP machine, um, it looked like he also had extra clothes in there. Like there was multiple, um, what do you call it? Um, his orange jumpsuits or whatever. So again, there's another strike against them. The cameras failed that night. J that night in particular. That's convenient, right? The guards failed to complete more than 75 mandatory checks on him. And then they also attempted to conceal it. They were suspected of falsifying records. It gets better. One of the guards wasn't even a guard. He was an employee of the jail, but he wasn't a, he wasn't an actual guard. And he was supposedly supposed to be watching Epstein that night, conducting some of the mandatory checks. That's not suspicious at all. Mm, no. Uh, so it was like everything that could possibly go wrong in this situation that should not have happened, happened in that jail. And then when we talk about the actual injuries to Epstein, um, so they did an initial autopsy of him but then they the family hired an additional um coroner to do another autopsy on him and some interesting things that were found in this whole autopsy was the biggest thing and this is what's so glaring is that if you look at his actual injuries um, they are more common, the injury to his neck, everything that he sustained was more common in a homicide. 
Um, he had three bones broken in his neck, including the hy hyoid bone. So I was reading studies on the chances of the hyoid bone being broken um, during a suicide. Do you know what the chances are? It's less than 6%. Okay, 6%. And his hyoid bone, bone was broken. Why can't I speak? I can't say that. So just that alone is almost like, like if you try and recreate the way that he killed himself, it was almost like he had to launch himself off of like um, the top of like the, the bed itself to like do what he did. It, the bottom line is it would have taken a lot of effort for Epstein to kill himself the way that he supposedly unalived himself. And then the bone itself, the three bones that were broken, the hyoid bone um, in particular is one that you usually associate with a homicide. All of that taken into consideration who he was, everything leading up to this, it's got to make everybody suspicious, right? Like, like you're I mean, not that crazy for thinking that there is something bigger going on than there actually is. Right. Like, a lot of people will be like, oh, conspiracy theory. Like, I mean, is it really? I mean, did you even consider looking at any of these different information and going, yeah, this doesn't really add up. See, that's the thing. Like, I know people automatically want to jump to, oh, it's just a conspiracy. But if you look at it from a scientific, logical standpoint, and you look at the bigger picture of everything and all of the supporting evidence, I don't think he killed himself. <laughs> no. <laughs> what did John Kennedy say? Three things that don't hang themselves. <laughs> Slides, drywall, and Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> you made a shirt like that. That was great. It's my my Christmas shirt. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. So, all of this stuff, and I mean, and the, we could, I could talk so much more on Epstein, but this covered a big chunk of it. It's just if you look at this from a holistic standpoint, anybody with like remotely half a brain you gotta you gotta question you gotta right. question things you know like what's really going on here what is really going on here you know but you know my theory he worked for intelligence he uh israeli intelligence he was gathering blackmail um and his island was a honey trap is God. what it was and you know what whenever you're the people that you're trying to lure um to an island are uh satanic pedophiles it's really easy um being epstein because he was a pedophile himself to lure these people to that island and if you're someone who is as sick and depraved as epstein why how easy would it be for him to connect with these big people because they're like oh well i'm safe with him because he's just as sick as me so yep. of course you're gonna go yeah let's go do relatable mm -hmm. yep let's go rape children you know they're not even going to really think 
with their heads clearly on this one because their appetite for raping young kids is so big. And then you go to any of his properties and boom, he owns you. Yep. I don't know. More will be revealed, I imagine. Yeah, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Uh, and we'll see this week if we get anything out of this and then if we do we'll come back and talk about it but that is my uh interpretation of who Epstein was uh thank you for keeping us informed you're welcome and we are going to have our third annual we want the names rally in Washington DC in October so save the date we will be back we're going to go back every year until we get this damn client list, even if we're, you know, 80 years old, as long as we can get there. <laughs> we'll be there. Walter and all. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, I, I wish people would be more open to hearing the real story behind Epstein and, and give a crap because everybody should care about children being trafficked and raped um, and taken advantage of. You know, more people should give a crap about this. Absolutely. Well, until next time. We hope you have a super awesome day.